0: Here's something for us to ponder. All the water on Earth is here, right now. There's no more coming to the rescue if we mess up. Did you know that every sixth person on the planet can't get safe water? That's 1.1 billion people. Half the people in hospital beds in developing countries are sick because of contaminated water. Well, these facts are what put Anne Bancroft, a schoolteacher turned Arctic explorer, atop a glacier in northern India. With her was a team of six women from six continents. The water trickling out of that ice was the start of India's mother river, the Ganges, a river of worship and sustenance, and sadly, a river of world-class pollution. Anne Bancroft's latest project is Access Water. The goal? To navigate the most important and polluted waterways in the world. To achieve what? Well, to spur awareness and change by connecting with women, farmers, schools, industries, and government. And good to have you back with us. It's so great to be back. The project is Access Water. Explain what this is about.
1: Well, I'll try and do it succinctly. It's um, it's a fourteen year project. Uh, I'm still working with Lee Arneson from Norway. Uh-huh. We've been working together. This is we're coming into our eighteenth year, uh-huh. and we have invited six women from six continents to join us, young women um, who have a passion to do good in the world. And we go from continent to continent every other year on a different waterway talking to young people and beyond about water all over the world and what we can do to protect and enhance our fresh water
0: around the globe. So the f- first trip you did last year was to the Ganges in India. Yeah. You were in the Himalayas at the glacier where that river began, mm-hmm. and then you followed that river to its end.
1: Yeah, to the, right? the
0: sea. You
1: know, this is the mother Ganga is what they call it. It's the, uh, the heart of India. So we're up in the Himalayas. And we at the glacier, as you said, um, which is receding. And you can see that. You can see the marks on the rock of where that glacier has receded uh, some three meters since the 60s. And, you know, that's alarming in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and then we drink the water. I never imagined I would ever drink the Ganges when I did all my research for this uh, journey. And then we hike. We're hiking because you can't navigate this in any kind of craft. So we're hiking for the first couple of weeks. And then we get down to a place where it's whitewater. And we hop in rafts and we we shoot the rapids. We swim in the Ganges, which was incredibly cold and pristine. And then things start to change when the river starts to widen out into the plains. And that's where it start, you start to really see the pollution. Um, the river is very braided. We're right after the monsoon, so we're in November and December, uh-huh. end of October. Um, and we're trying to find the main channel all the time. And so oftentimes we have to get out of our boats and push off of sandbars, which we did not want to do, especially when we could see the squalid water. And, you know, we just continue on this way, and we visit villages, schools, universities, industries, all along the river, learning and listening and uh, taking it all in. And the river has many, many personalities.
0: One of the things that you talk about on the site is how the Ganges has religious meaning to India. Oh, huge. And older people do not see that it might be polluted that you really shouldn't drink the water is that the prevalent attitude still or is that changing it's trying to change it's really
1: difficult because it's it's i think it's bedrocked in religion yeah and they believe that the mother ganga will replenish itself because rivers tended you know without huge stresses of population they did used to, you know, sort of purify themselves. Yeah. Um, that no longer exists. When economies and population grow, so does our growth of water needs. And mm-hmm. of course, if you live upriver, you sometimes don't experience what you've done because uh, it's all it's going da- down. It's down in the yeah. next village, perhaps. Yeah. You know, and the monsoons too play a role in that because they flush the garbage and the carcasses or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. downriver. And there is that appearance of a cleansing. Um, Young people are trying to make changes. They're getting educated. They're paying attention. They're tapped in to the rest of the world um, for the same reasons we are. Mm -hmm.
0: I think of water... And in so much of the world, water and women are inseparable. They're the ones who do the hauling. They're the ones who have to get the water so they can cook and they can clean and do whatever is necessary with the water. I gather this is true in India.
1: It is pretty true in India, and and it's true all over the world. Um, It's why we selected an all-women's team to really call attention to some of those issues around gender and roles. Um, And girls, for instance, not staying in school because of lack of water and sanitary conditions when they get to adolescence, for instance. So we want to talk about those things that intersect, and that's the lovely part about, you know, water being this huge umbrella of a topic. Um, When we were on the river, when you would pull to the shore, The women would hang back, however. In this society, it's very male-dominated. We utilized our power as foreign women, (laughs) Um, and it took us some time to learn that we had this power to suggest that we would like to visit with the women as well. And if we requested it, we could sort of break those rules gently because we were different. Were the women receptive? very receptive. They're very shy, very anxious to talk when no men were
0: around. Uh So do you think change is going to come about? What is the aftermath of something like this?
1: Well, it happens in lots of different ways. And and really, we are about engagement. Um, I, I think, you know, there's several examples. One was when we were having a discussion and there were some politicians and some business leaders brought before us um, to show us about what they were doing in their community. They were in a big city, but they were a sort of a, a very economically poor suburb. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to pick up trash and do had these small initiatives. And when we departed, they said, if you came so far To travel our river and to care about our river and to try and understand the issues, both good and bad, around our river, we too should care. And when we hopped in our boats and said goodbye, and I have this photographic, and it's giving me chills, the entire village is along the shoreline, and they're waving goodbye to us after we've had this emotional, wonderful day, these warm people who have fed us and embraced us, and knew nothing of us. This wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they yelled out, "The ones who could speak English, post this on Facebook." <laughs> and I just thought, you know, this this is really what it's about. It's not. It doesn't always have to be, you know, these really complex mm-hmm. initiatives. We have tremendous power
0: as individual citizens. Quite a project. And thanks so much for this. Thanks for having me. Explorer Anne Bancroft's project is Access Water. Their next waterway is the mighty Mississippi in 2018. Take a look at the trek Anne and her team made down the Ganges. You can find the video at splendidtable.org.